Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Flea market or yard sale. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Oh, look at this. This is cute. I $3. mean, I could, I could fit into this maybe. Three dollars. Three dollars. Oh, can you do two fifty? One dollar. Wait. Oh, this $4. is great. Wait. You're great ah. at this. One dollar sold. Ah. Are you a, a flea market and or yard sale guy, Hal? Yes, and yes. And you I, are. I assume that Kathy Thurber, who suggested this, is also into yard sales and flea markets. Enough to ask this, at least. Yeah, this is a groovy one. This is fun. Thanks, Kathy. I love buying st- a lot of big things, like pieces of furniture and stuff that I've bought in the past have been mm-hmm. from yard sales and or flea markets. I love the idea of for either one. I think the excitement is the same, right? Which is that anticipation that when you show up, mm-hmm. you're going to find something that is a great treasure to you. That you get at a reasonable price. That is like the find of the century. That part of that is like the antiques roadshow, storage mm-hmm. wars, American pickers, culture. Right. That has permeated all of our brains. I think that that these are two very different things mm-hmm. in my mind. Yes, they're both that sort of treasure hunt of I'm going to find a thing. But if you think about the experience of a flea market versus the experience of a yard sale. It's so vastly different. Sure. There's something that feels invasive to me about a yard sale that doesn't feel invasive about like a flea market to me feels like it is a marketplace where people go to sell their wares. And sometimes it's homemade things. Sometimes it's art. Sometimes it's clothing. Sometimes it's knickknacks. A yard sale feels like somebody is at a moment of transition in their life. Mm -hmm. And I am somehow reaping the benefits of either a crisis or uh, uncocooning or something is happening that all of the the items that I would get at a yard sale feel more infused with, I hate to say ghosts, but maybe ghosts. When I was a child, uh huh, very, very young, we would spend our summers in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. That's where we'd take our summer trip. Mm -hmm. And part of what we would do there is go to a local flea market. And while we were at the flea market, my parents got me a stuffed turtle. It was a beanbag turtle Mm -hmm. that I have. I actually brought it back to LA from Philadelphia with me this last trip that I took. And I loved this turtle was my absolute favorite stuff. And it like a prized possession that to this day, every time I've gone home, I've checked to make sure that it's okay. There are no tears that it's, but it was because it was beat up and it had been loved for a yeah. long time before I ever got a hold of it. <laughs> it was really beat up. It had been loved. It had How, been, you know, do we need to unpack that that phrase? <laughs> Probably. So the <laughs> night that, that we got it, I fell asleep and I had a horrible nightmare mm-hmm. that the turtle was never supposed to be in that sale and that the kid who had had the turtle previous was really upset that they didn't have the turtle anymore. So I woke up like washed in as a five-year-old washed in guilt. Wow. I felt so bad 
that it was that this was somebody else's child that, like this literally, you know your stuffed animals are your children when you're that age of course this that somebody's turtle their turtle buddy was gone forever in reality that kid was probably in junior high or high school at that point. right long past the time of that turtle so do you keep this did you bring this back with you is it does it still have that sort of air of guilt around it or does no, it it very quickly i mean i got over that but i i use that to illustrate the point that even at a flea market you mm-hmm. can experience that idea of like is this from somebody who just died yeah is, some, is somebody just selling grandpa's stuff i guess for me it's that when it comes from one source right. maybe that feels like the big difference in the personal factor of it all I did go to an estate sale once right after a man had died who had been a bit of a pack rat and got some really great stuff. I got some vintage turn of the 20th century uh, sheet music. Mm-hmm. I got a, you know, a wooden boat model. You know, there's lots of fun, cool knickknack things, uh, but it does still feel like if it comes from one source, there feels like something weirdly like that, like there's there's no step between there's no like the uh the flea market has an extra step in the middle where it has made its way to a peddler of things yes there is something to that absolutely and there's something weird about going to someone's home Mm -hmm. to buy things but also there are a lot of times i assume you're like me where a flea market generally you plan to go to Mm -hmm. Whereas a yard sale, you might be out going to breakfast and then you see a sign in your neighborhood for a yard sale. That's true. I'm going to go check out this yard or garage sale. And when you show up, sometimes it has that feeling of a major life event. Sometimes it feels like somebody is saying, I hope I can get a few bucks for all this stuff before I just throw it in a dumpster. (laughs) Right. Because they're like, how much for this doll with one eye? What are you asking for this? (laughs) 50 cents? Yeah, okay. Yeah, the whole one man's trash is another man's treasure. Sometimes it's everyone's trash. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it really is one man's trash is one man's treasure. I went, I watched a yard sale happen. I don't know if I've told this story on the show before I may have on our back, one of our back to the future episodes mm. where I lived in uh, North Hollywood across the street from me, there was a yard sale and I noticed in the yard sale, the hoverboard from the back to the future movies. And I thought, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. There's a replica of the hoverboard. And I dashed downstairs and I went out and I picked up this hoverboard with the box. And I went over to this kid who was the one doing the selling this little, you know, artful Dodger kind of kid. And uh I said to her, I was like, how much for the hoverboard? And she looked at me funny and she went, you want that hoverboard? I said, yeah, how much for the hoverboard? She went, it doesn't work. <laughs> I said, I, I know it doesn't. Uh, they haven't invented the technology. I know, how much for the hoverboard? She goes, is it for you? I said, yes, it's for me. <laughs> and she went, but it's pink. You know, for a girl. And I was like, first of all, kid, that's a gender stereotype. I didn't say that. Um, I said, you know what? Here's $5. I will take this off your hands. And it is now one of my prized possessions. Clearly, she did not care about this hoverboard. Yeah, I, oh, there's a lot of stuff. When you Have you ever held your own yard sale? I have held my own yard sale, yeah. Okay, then you know, Jennifer and I held one years ago when, when we moved out of our old, old apartment. Mm-hmm. And... At that point, we just wanted to get rid of stuff. And we thought, oh, maybe we'll get some money for it. And it's sobering to hold something like that because there are a lot of things that you've put value to that Mm -hmm. other people 
have zero value. For oh, it someone all. will see like this for a dollar. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah. You're like, hey, they start bargaining with you on things like this cost me a hundred dollars. I'm selling it for five and someone's going to come in and ask for two. Yeah. There you go. And they'll feel cheated if they don't get a deal at like that's part of the electricity of going is the deal, right? You see yeah. the price tag on something and say, hey, will you take seven for this? Take eight for it. <laughs> I would love to host a yard sale, but put out a sign that says all prices final. <laughs> Just like straight up like, no, man, I have decided I sat down and went, what is the absolute minimum that this is worth to me? <laughs> Don't undercut me and think that my muffin tins are worth 50 cents when I'm off when I'm offering them for sale for 75 cents. Just buy a full size sheet of muffin tins for 75 cents, pal, <laughs> or get to stepping out my stoop because I don't have a yard because I live in an apartment. Yeah, exactly. We had people coming in. We, that's what we had people coming into our apartment and then all the clothing. Mm-hmm. That you, you know, who knows what you spend on clothing and like a car it depreciates in value almost immediately. Yeah. But then it the goes back up like out. 25 years later. Sometimes some of it does not mine. Yeah. Mine is all t-shirts with stuff on it. Mine so, was uh, back in the day was uh, overalls that were meant to be worn backwards. And now I could probably get seven or eight bucks for those. Yeah. You let go of those too early. I know. I let go of my acid wash jean short overalls too early, man. It's hard, but the, I think about other, it all the time. <laughs> the other side of that is you know when you go out you're obviously looking for a bargain but for a yard sale you don't necessarily know what you're going to get yeah at any given one you have to look at sometimes you can look now we have because of craigslist you can you can look and and get an idea of what people are selling if they advertise it there or wherever Mm -hmm. they put it they'll put a list of things so you know what to look for but you never when you go to a yard sale when you go go uh, looking through them what is the thing you're secretly hoping that you'll find that is undervalued that you can buy and and have uh for me it is usually there's a big vinyl section Mm -hmm. and if i could find some good vintage broadway vinyl albums for a buck or two yeah that's that's what i always walk away with and i get i get real excited about that what about you i love mid-century mid-century modern furniture Mm-hmm. I've never found any that has been reasonably priced. Sure. But the other thing is, is either Star Wars toys mm-hmm. or video games, like old video games. I mean, really, like if I could find a Game Boy for 20 bucks that worked. See this now. Have you ever gone to a garage sale looking for something specific like that? A garage sale, yard sale, whatever you want to call it. I always know what I'm looking for when I get there. But mm-hmm. but also you have to walk around and see what's there. And I think when you go in. The reason why I like that is when I go in looking for specific things, I'm mm-hmm. less likely to just buy whatever's there because the price is good. Because that's that's where you really get pulled in, right? These people sure. are looking to get rid of stuff. So they price it to move yeah. so that it becomes somebody else's problem. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the whole that's the entire vibe of a garage sale or a yard sale is let's not make this my pro- here, you throw this away. Yeah, this is not my problem anymore. The thought comes to me about looking for something specific in the variety of items that you will find and the curation of those items. Mm -hmm. So I want to go. I have a couple of different criteria and categories that I think we can look at that will help us determine an answer for this. Some that are clearly going to give the win to a flea market and some that are going to give the win to a yard sale. Okay. And you led me to. The, the idea of variety. 
And mm-hmm. that seems to me something that a flea market is going to have, obviously, a massive advantage in. We live in Los Angeles where the big flea markets here, the Rose Bowl flea market and the Melrose and Fairfax flea market. And, and each of those is, and the Long Beach flea market, each of these are the size of at least a city block or two. Mm-hmm. Dozens of vendors. You can go somewhere, like you could feasibly say, I'm going to go here and find a vintage Game Boy. And you have a non-zero chance of getting it, a significantly higher chance of getting it at a flea market than you would at a yard sale. I agree. For me, I think it's also about just the experience. I love the flea market. I'll, I'll be honest right now. I'm leaning very heavily towards the flea market winning this, but I'm trying to be objective in it. Sure. Uh, I'm a huge fan of visiting the flea markets out here. You go and it's you go early in the day so you can get all of the best selection or you go late in the day so you can get the crazy deals of stuff that they don't want to pack up. But, you know, whereas the furniture you'll you'll see in a yard sale is a beat up chair for a few bucks. The furniture that I've seen at the uh, the flea markets in L.A. are like, hey, here's a vintage door from a uh, private detective's office that I've turned into a giant coffee table. Yep. Now, granted, the big flip side of this is the prices at a yard sale are going to be drastically lower than the prices at a flea market, because even at a flea market, there are artisans that go and sell their wares at a flea market. It's not just secondhand goods. It, it is definitely a wider range of prices that you see at a flea market because mm-hmm. you get a combination of people. You get the artisans, then mm-hmm. you get people who are dealers. I mm-hmm. know whether I'm going to Rose Bowl or Long Beach that there is a dealer there who deals in retro toys mm-hmm. and it's stuff in the box, like the stuff that I really would want right. that I look at. But he prices it like you're in a retail store. Yeah. Because he doesn't care if you buy it or not. Somebody's going to come along and buy it. It's almost like a, an advertisement for the other stuff that he does have. So that's part of it. Then you have the people who are legitimately selling their stuff. Mm-hmm. And that can range. That's based on what somebody's going to charge for something, whether it's a yard sale or a flea market. It's going to be based on how they value it. Mm-hmm. It's either going to be based on how they value it or how you value it. And you don't, you'll never know which one it is. It'll be whichever one they think is higher. Right. But you might be able to negotiate with them. So that's a, that's the second set. The third set are people who buy storage units. They do that storage war stuff. They Ooh. bid on it. They have a bunch of stuff that they've collected. And so there may be things that they know a lot about. There may be things they don't know a lot about. That is the, the greatest deal that I ever got at a flea market slash yard sale mm-hmm. was at the Rose Bowl. I went into somebody's, you know, I'm, I'm always looking for old toys. Sure. Particularly Kenner Star Wars. And I come upon two of the bust cases, the C-3PO, but a later one because it was dull, not shiny. And then a Darth Vader, you know, those cases where it splits open and there's space for the figures sure. on the other side. I open up the C-3PO and there's barely anything in it. I open up the Darth Vader and it's filled with not only the original 12 Kenners, but a bunch of other Kenners mm-hmm. ranging from 78 to 84. Did they have that one weird character that they only made up a toy for that was never in the movies? Which which one? You're going to be more specific than that. Did, wait, they did that for a bunch of them? Are you talking only about? Only one I knew was that one dude. Forlom? Like, is that the, the piloty looking one? No, I don't know who you're talking about. It's like he's in a uniform, but he's, it's like they put a, a alien head on a human body that was just wearing some rando uniform. Ken knows who you're talking about. Ken, put it in the chat, please. While I continue to tell the story, put it in the chat and we'll, yeah. we'll get back to it because I know you know the answer to this. So I look in the other and it's filled. Not only that, but all the vinyl capes are intact, not Ooh. torn, mm-hmm. and all the weapons are in the weapon case. 
<laughs> so I go to the guy and I ask. It's him like they made is. those toys and they were like, hey, here's a chewable dog piece and here's a tiny swallowing piece. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All things that will come out and poop. Yeah. But I you know, go to the guy. I know the case is worth like 200 bucks plus. I ask him how much he wants for it. He says 85. I say 55. We settle on 65. So for 65 uh-huh. bucks, I walked away with what I figured out to be almost $400 worth of toys later on. Nice. This is just from somebody not knowing what they had. They didn't know what they had. They bought a storage unit. They just wanted to flip it. Obviously, I mean, 65 bucks was a fine amount. And then other people will have, you know, I collect those collector's glasses. Mm-hmm. Those are really expensive, but sometimes I'll buy a couple and bundle them together and lower the price that way. There's always a deal to be had and you can find amazing things. Have you ever seen the Tupperware lady? <laughs> I mean, at the you, is that you just look in the mirror in the dark and say her name three times and she appears and burps in your face and then disappears back to hell. <laughs> That's right. No, I've not seen the Tupperware lady. She sells like classic Tupperware. Classic Tupperware. New Does she Tupperware. do the whole party? Does she do like the here, sit on my couch and I'm going to show you everything? Yeah, you sit around. She has deviled eggs. <laughs> and something Dang. inside a jello mold. One something of these is- memes that Ken sends us. I don't know how many times I've been texted a picture of something suspended in jello. And it always is horrifying. And it's always something that I really want to eat. Like, yeah. hey, here's hot chunks of hot dog and just loose, easy cheese. Somehow we suspended it in a gelatin. How did we do it? Well, we waited till it was about half gelled in the fridge and then just shot that cheese right in there. <laughs> yeah, Ken sends us recipes from an era in American culinary <laughs> history where people literally said, do you think we could cook vomit and serve it to people and they wouldn't notice? Put it in a mold. Put it in a mold and get paprika on it. Stat. <laughs> put paprika on it. Just, you know what? Just put loose paprika in a mold. You're welcome. We're good housekeeping. Oh, my God. So as far as the different criteria for Mm. the things that might make us lean one way or another, the variety definitely goes to the flea market. The prices definitely go to generally, I would say, go toward the yard sale because it is somebody who's trying to get rid of a bunch of stuff. I think there's another sort of binary that we can look at here, which is the experience of it in in a couple of different ways we can look at the experience as far as the you know the flea market is it's a pain in the neck to park you got to stand in line there's a million other people there yeah but it's got this crazy variety of stuff the yard sale you can probably just pull right up out in front there's not a ton of people you're gonna get the experience that you want to have is going to be pretty easy to have at the yard sale but aside from just that experience I, i think we can broaden out and look at the sort of I don't want to say magical experience, but the the memorable human connection experience of a bunch of different people each peddling one thing, Mm -hmm. which is what seems to happen at the flea markets I've been to out here anyway, more or less versus one person selling a variety of things. And I guess that does just keep coming back to, look, I'm a guy who was a fan of Planet Hollywood. I can endow a product with stuff it does not have. You're the one. I'm the one. I sat underneath Zed's motorcycle from uh <laughs> from Pulp Fiction and I I still remember sitting under Zed's motorcycle. It was as if I had met Tom Hanks at the Universal Orlando Resort, but I didn't. I just sat underneath a motorcycle. Did you <laughs> What did you order? Oh, you remember, don't you? No, I was trying to think of a dumb movie-themed food pun, but I couldn't think of any fast enough. 
<laughs> the uh, <laughs> the running manicotti. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And you sprinkle on top the cell de marathon, man. <laughs> this is so dumb. We need to just hold on. Now I just want to sit here and think of. You just want to think of more of them. Now I just want to think of more food. Now we're so much faster than the me. podcast. Now we. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know where my head is today. I'm just my brain is cloudy. Well, before you have your dessert, which is a Batman return over. <laughs> I feel like because a yard sale is spontaneous, you don't think I'm going to a yard sale. I'm going to grab, I'm going to hit an ATM and grab some cash. It's whatever you have in your pocket is what you show up with. Right. Um, yeah, I get like, like I've never made a plan to go to a yard sale. It's the spontaneity of it. And that's part of the experience. Here's the opposite. When you're going to a flea market, do you Mm -hmm. set a budget for yourself and do you bring cash or do you just go, here's an amount do you budget it specifically like I don't want to spend more than this or do you Here's go, what I do. Okay. I get $5,000 in ones. Yeah. I wrap them in paper, little sure. wads. Yeah. Uh not little wads, stacks, you know, sure. I'm, I'm reasonable stacks. Yeah. Uh and then I put them uh you know, two stacks at a time in a briefcase. Right. Then I lock that briefcase, mm-hmm. not to my wrist, but to the wrist of someone at the flea market that I usually just meet at the gate. Because I don't want to spend too much money. And then I have to, you know, find that person. Cause I have the key to the lock that's on their wrist. Like I'm not right. going to give them the key. Of course. That'd be yeah. stupid. Yeah. How often do you find that person again? Uh, oh, no, I never have. Mm. Yeah. I've, I've lost more briefcases that way. Oh, that sucks. A good yeah. briefcase is hard to find. I know, man. Funny thing is you could find one at sure. the flea market. Yeah. If I had any of the money to get it? it, but yeah. you know what? I set up an annuity basically with someone else. Uh, you know what? This is just making me sad. Let's take an ad break. We'll be right back. We Got This is brought to you in part by Feels CBD. CBD isn't about what you feel. It's about what you don't feel. Stress, anxiety, pain. I have been using feels for a little while now, and I will tell you that any aches and pains that I have throughout the day, one dropper of feels in the morning and aches and pains are gone. But more importantly, and more directly to the way I use it, about a dropper and a half of feels at the end of the day will send me off to the most delightful sleep. I won't wake up in the middle of the night. I will wake up refreshed and feeling great. And it's one of those things that now that I've started doing it, I'm feeling so much better. I'm getting way better rest. And it's because Feels is dedicated to providing a better way to feel better. It's a premium CBD that will help you keep your head clear and feel your best. It's hassle-free and delivered directly to your door. Now, CBD naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness, and there's no hangover or addiction. And Feels offers a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience so that you find your perfect dose. It took me a little while to find mine. Once you find that sweet spot, you really will feel great. I feel great using it, and you can start feeling better with Feels yourself. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash we got this, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash we got this to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off of your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash we got this. Brooklyn. 
prepare yourself for the greatest pro wrestling podcast spectacular known as Tights and Fights. A fact-dropping audio showcase that helps you understand the world of pro wrestling with a lot of love and no toxic masculinity. Featuring host Danielle Radford. Time to kick butt and chew gum, and I'm all out of butts. Lindsay Cow. I'm a brutal Brit, and my fists were made to punch and hit. And Hal Loblin. I was doing the voiceover this whole time. Hear us talk about pro wrestling's greatest triumphs and failures. And make fun of its weekly absurdities. On the Perfect Wrestling Podcast. Tights and Fights. Every Saturday, Saturday, Saturday on Maximum Fun. Here's one thing about the flea market Mm -hmm. versus a yard sale. You tell me how you feel. Okay. Part part of why you go to either one is the spectatorship of it. That's mm-hmm. a big. That's a big experiential part. Is I'm gonna look. Did at you just put the stuff. emphasis on the tater part of spectator? I always put accent. <laughs> I always accent the tater. Spectator. Look, man, I get it. You're the type of guy who you're a meat and potatoes kind of guy. But in this case, you put the potatoes first. I respect it and I appreciate it. That's right. Glasses for potatoes? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think specs before spuds. Uh uh-uh. uh. Anyway. There is something to go into a yard sale. You just want to see what they have, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, let me just see. Let me just see what the stuff is. I want to look at all of it. Yeah, and you you do see that crazy mix of stuff. This is what I was saying before with the one person with a bunch of different things from their yeah. life, where the one thread that ties it together is the person or persons involved. But yeah, to go to a table and... Like if I go to the camera guy at the flea market, I know that what's laid out on the table is going to be a bunch of cameras. If I go to a random yard sale, what's going to be laid out on the table could be, you know, here's an ashtray with pictures of nuns on it. Here's an empty uh one of those bears that's full of animal crackers that I've been putting uh jelly beans in for 25 years. Uh, And then here's half of a slinky. And you're like, what is I don't know. What this collection of stuff. And then you get in there and you're like, oh, there's a diamond ring just sitting right there. You know, How much for this? It's on the table. It's on the table. It, it, oh, my wife was looking for that. She went back inside and couldn't find her. Well, you know what? It's on the table. It's on the dollar table. So, yeah, sorry. you can buy it from me if you want. Yeah, you can buy it back for, you know, a healthy, a healthy cut for three briefcases <laughs> that I lost. Boy, to be I fair, sounded, all those. <laughs> how many times have I sounded drunk in this episode so far? I don't know. It's been I have a few. never drank. Briefcase. Yeah. You know, I I am tired, and that's what happens. This is what I imagine. I imagine if I got like a little drunk. Yeah. This is what it would feel like. I'd be a little tired, maybe a little slurring my words. Am I accurate? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what that is for me? That's wine drunk. Sure. Wine drunk is when I get sleepy. You want me to stain my teeth purple? Yeah, exactly. I want you to stain your teeth purple. I want you to say really nice things as you just kind of slowly drift off in a chair. No, you, I really, you know, it's, I like you, my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is this an olive tapenade? Yes, this is the olive tapenade. Hal, Hal, your face is in your tapenade. Am I supposed to spit this back into the, back into the bucket over there? Not the tapenade, the wine. Mm, but I, it's already in my tummy. Do I have to get it? I'll try no, and nobody's going to get Don't No. Oh, God. No, don't get it. Don't get it. I'm going to get it. Hold on. I'm going to get it. Nope. He's oh. going downstairs. Going downstairs. Ow. Oh, my God. Did you put a, put a chopstick in your mouth? Yeah. I'm, I'm That's another thing you can buy at a yard sale. 
Mm. one chopstick. No <laughs> self-respecting flea market is going to put half of a set of something out there, but I guarantee you a yard sale is going to have like, hey, look, a salt shaker. Because it's the last chance. You don't feel like hauling it to Goodwill. You don't yeah. feel like throwing it away. You think I can get a little something. I'm going through this right now. I've got all this stuff, some of which was at my office, some of which is like, here are all the Blu-rays that I bought mm-hmm. that I don't need. I already have these all digitally. It's not that big a collection. It's not like the main DVD collection. Right. And I was like, I just want these out. I don't want them anymore. So my first thought was I'll donate them. And I thought, hold on, maybe I could trade them in somewhere for value. Mm-hmm. So instead of, I will take more effort to take it somewhere and get money for it. Or sure, credit. you will spend $6 on gas to get $5 in credit at GameStop mm-hmm. if I'm lucky. for your Blu-ray collection of 600 Blu-ray discs. <laughs> That's the problem with going and doing any of these trade-in places is I will go with like, you know, back in the day, I don't I haven't done it a ton any in recent years, but you go with the big, big stack of CDs and they're like, okay, all right, okay. Wow, it's like 150 of these. Okay. All right, great. I'll give you nine dollars. <laughs> like, what no oh, fine. Yeah, I'm happy that it's gone. Yeah. Hey, I got nine dollars for that. You can't you can never think when you're selling something, whether it's mm-hmm. at a flea market or a yard sale, you cannot give it value based on what you paid for it initially. Sure. Whoever's buying it, like if I see something and it's listed at two dollars, then it's great. I don't care if you paid a million dollars for it or not. That is irrelevant to me. I'm looking at it and I go, $2, I think it's worth a buck. (laughs) And then I'll try. I will try. Are you a negotiator? No, I hate it. I get scared of it. I clam up. I don't like it. I don't do it. Why are you scared? Because I I feel like like anytime I try to get someone, anytime I, I feel like I'm manipulating someone. I feel like I'm manipulating someone for my gain and their loss. And I get this weird guilt feeling about it. So then I become deliberately not good at it and apologetic. And they're like, like I would go in and say, you know, if it's this thing's $20, um, can I have it for 18? They're like, no, you know what? And just for asking, it's 24 now. And I'd be like, oh, okay, fine. Here's 25. Thank you. <laughs> like that's me negotiating or that's my fear of what negotiating is. I've, I've anytime, uh, that I've needed to negotiate, I've always luckily been with someone and I've just pushed them to the front. We were shooting overseas and I went to the Marrakesh like grand market bazaar and you're supposed to negotiate there. That's part of the deal. And I saw a couple of things that I liked and I was like, great. Uh, Sophia, you're up. And she did all of my negotiating for me because I get such anxiety about doing it. You know, part of it is they're going to set a high price. Yeah. Don't ever feel bad negotiating. I had to learn just by doing it mm-hmm. that I, I will give a price that I think I always have a price I'm willing to pay. Mm-hmm. And I always ask for under that because you never know. They might be willing to accept their, the price they might be willing to accept. It might be lower than what I'm willing to pay. In yeah. which case, why not go to that price? But also you always have to, to me, the biggest part of negotiating for anything is you have to have the ability to walk away. Yeah. To say, I don't think say, that- I'm not getting it. I'm out of here. And I feel like I've ha- I have a better ability to walk away mm-hmm. at a yard sale than I do at a flea market. Because, because they'll see you when you make your circles? Well, because, because if I'm at a flea market, 
yes, they'll keep seeing me loop back mm-hmm. around. But if it's one of these things where like I got up early, I drove there, I parked, I braved the crowd and the line and nowadays the mask and the social distancing and all of the, all of these elements that I've done. I will feel like I've somehow failed at yard sales or I I will feel like I've somehow failed at flea markets if I go home empty handed. You know what I mean? I'm like, like uh, negotiating, negotiating. How about this? No. Uh, Well, I did drive here. All right, fine. Whatever the price you said initially add 10%. See, I'm terrible at this. (laughs) You should go with me this Sunday. You want to go to Long Beach? Yeah, I'll go to Long Beach. You want to go to Long Beach? You want to go to Long Beach? You want to go out? Yeah. You go yeah, for a I walk? Yeah, I do. I want to go for a walk. Let's go to Long Beach on Sunday. Great. Yeah, I, here's the, here's my thing with either one that I was sort of talking about before, the spectatorship, mm-hmm. if you will, which is no matter what, I get to walk around and look at a lot of cool stuff. And what's more than that, I get to actually hold it and sort of like, if it's a toy, kind of play with it, make sure it works. And, mm-hmm. and for, old like lighters you get to flip and open them or old drill presses you get to turn the crank like whatever it is you get to sort of you get a tactile sensation so it's like going to a museum mm-hmm. this pop culture museum where you get to touch everything <laughs> which to me is incredibly cool i mean i've bought yeah. there are a lot of times where i'll buy things i didn't go looking for like the mm-hmm. the old the old radio that i have i bought that at at a flea market then i have two signs that are probably from concession stand one of them is an mm-hmm. old Pepsi sign with a clock on it. The other is a. Is, oh, is it one of the ones like that, like a high school would have above the concession stand at a basketball game where it's like the little Pepsi clock and then the whiteboard with the little black plastic letters that you plug in underneath? One of them has that look to it. It's that wood grain. The other yeah. one is in a bubble. It's Mountain Dew and it has a light bulb in it. So it's light up. But they're both from probably Mountain the Dew. 70s. Shout out to my home. <laughs> Shout out to yes. my homeland. And I, I love them. I, I don't have a place to hang them right now. Like there, yeah. there's something I would hang. And Jennifer, who's always so gracious, is like, why don't you just hang it on the wall? And then, then I have to talk to her. I go like, do you realize the words that you just said? Yeah. That, that would, do you know how long it would take? Wall? You know how long it would take for your entire apartment to look like your dad's basement? Exactly. I would turn it into a TGI Fridays in 10 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> 10 seconds if you gave me the chance. Honey, what is this all over the wall? Flair. Oh, you don't and like that's old- deliberately Ric Flair right there. That's an autographed yeah. Ric Flair. Yeah, I put him up there. <laughs> he said he would just come hang out on these handlebars. So all this to say, I'm happy to just go and look at things, even if I don't come mm-hmm. away with the thing that I wanted. Yeah. Just the experience of having been there is enough to enjoy for either one. I I love the I I love of the randomness of a yard sale. It's actually I've gotten to meet some of my neighbors too, which is nice. Right. You get to, it feels very hyper, hyper local, but these, yeah, the big flea markets in LA are a lot of fun. I mean, they have bands and DJs at them and there's food trucks parked outside. It's way more of a big event kind of thing. Yeah. So it really is like we're, we're choosing between a big event and a intimate setting. I, I want to take a look at one more factor that sure. might play into this. And that is the seller experience. Cause boy, does it feel like the seller experience of a yard sale is a heck of a lot easier than the seller experience of a flea market. Sure. You know what I mean? You bring your airstream, you unload it, you get the tables out, you put the uh you put the tablecloth down, you put the clamps on the tablecloth so it holds the tablecloth down. Gets a little windy, one corner goes up, so you go clamp that one down, but oops, you forgot one of your clamps, so you got to just 
set one of the bookends that you have down on that corner. Then someone yeah. else is nudging into your space. So you got to argue with the person who's nudging into your space. All of that yard sale. You grab a cup of coffee. I've seen people do yard sales in my neighborhood in their pajamas. Sure. You go and you set up a lawn chair out in front. You just meet your neighbors, chill, pet their dogs, and sell some of your stuff. As a seller, there's no question in this. No it's question. Yard at all. sale. But as a buyer, it feels to me like there's also no question. That's flea market. And that's flea market. Well, there is an advantage to being a seller at a flea market versus a seller at a yard sale. A lot more money. A, a lot more money and a lot more people. You're going to get yeah. more people to come see your stuff at a flea market generally than you will at a yard sale because your yard sale is limited to you putting up signs in high traffic areas or letting people know on Facebook or maybe Craigslist, just your opportunities. You're, you're taking a gamble as to how many people will show up. I mean, we yeah. had a, a decent number of people show up at ours, but we still wound up giving stuff away. Mm-hmm. But we couldn't slash prices and get rid of stuff fast enough. How did you advertise it? We put up signs. Mm-hmm. And we did Craigslist at the time. This was like in 20... 2K. 2K11. 2K11. Nice. Yeah. So there weren't as many options to get the word out to a ton of people at once. Sure. Like. You couldn't put it on TikTok? Yeah. I couldn't do a special dance about my yard sale <laughs> or lip sync somebody else. Is he flossing? Material. Is he telling us that he has floss at the yard <laughs> sale? And why would I buy another man's floss? Fine. One dollar. It says $2. Okay, fine. $2.50. I'm so sorry. I'll take your floss. (laughs) That's why you have all that floss. You put a lot of floss in briefcases as well. Yeah. You You know what, man? Here's, can we, can I just do a quick detour to flossing? Cause I gotta say, I'm gonna do a quick, uh, here's a quick, we got this mini for you. Mm -hmm. Those little picks that look like little bows and arrows with the little piece of floss on them. Yeah. Vastly superior to the roll of floss. Oh, way better. Infinitely more. I floss every day now because of those little things. Yeah. Yeah. They're great. They're way you get the, you gotta get the, the, uh, you gotta get the compostable ones. Sure. Anyway, of course. Be smart. I digress. It. Yeah. It's way better than cutting the circulation off to your finger. Exactly. You know what dental floss is really good for though? Cutting the cheese, not farting, literally cutting cheese, but also farting. If you attach it to the, to your back waistband <laughs> and then it moves like an air. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's <That's> hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's the totally ribbon good. on the fan. So you know that the fan's on when you walk yeah, in. Exactly. And especially if you twist your waist, you look like an oscillating fan. Now. Mark, that's enough dilly-dallying. What? Are we dilly-dallying? Yeah. If you put a block of ice in front of the fan, then you've Mm -hmm. invented air conditioning like Uncle Otis in the Carousel of Progress. No privacy! Sorry. (laughs) I bet you he wouldn't have a yard sale. Nah. Stay away from my home! He's a freeloader. He doesn't have any stuff. He just lives at Gene Shepard's house. He just blows air at blocks of ice. (laughs) Is this something? You already did that one, Otis. Yeah, but now it's a different angle. Tell me what I'm doing now. Let's do it on a car. Sorry, a carriage. A carriage? Wait, which section of the Carousel of Progress are you in if you're still on carriage? Are you in the lobby waiting to go in? Mm-hmm. Oh, Here, Otis. let me do a cave drug about my new invention. <laughs> Is oscillating fan? Mmm. <laughs> Unga bunga. Captain Caveman. <laughs> All right, let's talk about yard sales. What are we thinking, Hal? I think the answer is flea markets. I think it's pretty obviously the flea market. It's it where, whereas the special one-on-one intimate moments of a yard sale uh, are fun. You meet your neighbors. It's micro-sized. Uh, the prices are really low. 
your chances of getting a ghost versus something that you really want are way higher. Yeah. Uh, people of the world, as much as we appreciate being invited to your homes to look at a collection of your things, 90% of which will wind up in a trash bag on your curb. Nothing beats the variety, the experience, and the chance at getting a, a diamond in the rough that you have at a flea market. And look, if you're one of those people out there and you listen to this podcast and you have one of Mark's briefcases, give it back to him. Yeah, guys, come on, man. You don't I have saw to this be. really good diamond in the rough at this last flea market I went mm-hmm. to. It was a mint 1992 Disney Aladdin. And uh, I couldn't get it because I didn't have my briefcase. So it's not funny anymore. The joke's over, everybody. Yeah. The joke is over. Yeah. Asked and answered. <laughs> was the question, is the joke over? Yeah. <laughs> a little bonus for you. The joke is over. <laughs> Asked and answered. It's the Lost joke pick. time's over. Give him back his briefcase. How would you feel if I took your briefcase away from you? You'd feel terrible. You would have the key, so then I couldn't even open it, so I would feel terrible. Everybody feels terrible. Just give them the damn briefcase back. This topic's closed, but there are many more topics. <laughs> I'm sorry. My brain just stopped working. Now you're yeah. drunk. <laughs> now I'm drunk. Give me my briefcase back. This topic's closed, but there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets or... Email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook group. Share some of your great yard and, and flea market finds, your yard sales, flea markets, estate sales. What's the cool stuff you got? Let us know about it. We do care. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. Thanks, of course, your musician. I was trying to keep, I was trying to keep the indignant voice up that we inexplicably had in the credits for this episode for no yeah. reason. It got testy. And thanks to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song respectively. And thanks to you. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> no, go yeah. ahead. No, no, no. No, you go. No, I want to thank the people. Thank okay. you, people of the world, for giving Hal and I a chance to just get silly today. This has been a lot of fun, and you are the reason that we do this. So thank you, thank you, thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. We got this. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.